Oh, hello. Welcome to episode 21 of the Top 2 Inches Rugby Podcast, brought to you by iSpy Surveys, the go-to specialist survey and inspection company based in Exeter, Devon. So, what is going to be on this episode? Ollie will be here once again, and we will review the latest round of the Gallagher Premiership. An interesting weekend was had by all, let's just say. Lots of stuff to kind of mull over, review, uh, and get give our professional, um, maybe not professional, but our opinions on. Um, we'll also check in on the ladies game in the Allianz Premier 15s. Another interesting weekend and another Harlequins loss, I think, if I've done my research rightly or even correctly. Um, and we'll also check in, unfortunately, on the fantasy rugby did my dastardly plan of sacrificing 60 points to make some significant changes to my team work? Or has Ollie just completely forged ahead even further? We'll find out later in this episode. So as ever, um, we are available on all kind of platforms such as Spotify, YouTube, Anchor and um, Apple Podcasts. We're also over on Twitter, which is at top two inches rp so go to twitter give us a follow give us a subscribe um each week the episodes are dropped into our feed there's also other stuff that we comment on games over the weekend views opinions etc so get involved leave your comments if you agree with us cool if you disagree that's fine everybody has their own opinion and we're happy to kind of discuss that so i'll stop rabbiting on now and we'll crack on with the episode Okay, it's time to check in on the Allianz Premier 15 for the ladies. Um, this weekend saw some rearranged games, sorry. Firstly, between DMP Durham Sharks uh, and Sale Sharks. Unfortunately for DMP, it was another loss. Um, I think that makes it 10 games played and uh, 10 defeats. They sitting at the bottom of the table on zero points. Um, it's really hard. It must be really hard for, for DMP to turn out each week. Um, and, and, and kind of be on the the end of a, of a, a significant scoreline. Um, but on a, on a on a different note, you know, hats off to them. They are turning up each week. They haven't just thrown in the towel and said stuff it. The season's over. They're there and they're doing their best. So carry on, girls. Keep going. Good on you. Uh, the second game was between Harlequins women and Wasp ladies. I think I made a comment in the introduction that um, Wasp ladies had beaten Harlequins. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately for Harlequins, they they actually did win. They came out on top 2019. I think I saw the score towards the end of the game where Wasp were uh, winning. Um, uh, but Harlequins ladies came back uh, and took the game 20 to 19. So well played to the Harlequins ladies because I think that would have been three defeats in a row for them, which would not have been good. If we just check out the table for the ladies game, uh, Saracens William women remain on top uh, with 10 wins and one loss. Harlequins in second, Loughborough Lightning in third, Wasp ladies in fourth and Exeter Chiefs uh, in fifth. As I said, DMP are down the bottom then Sale, Worcester, Bristol, Gloucester uh, are in sixth. So we'll check in on the uh, Premier 15s for the ladies next week um, and see what the results are there. Hello, mate. How are you? Can you hear me? Hello, mate. I can hear you loud and clear. Good, good. Not sure what happened there. More freaking technical difficulties, isn't it? It's all down your end, mate. It's all down your end. Modern no problems over here. No problems over here. Modern technology is not good. It's not good. Anyway, we're here now and we are short on time today, but that's okay. 
You right. are, mate. i got tons of time. Tons of time. <laughs> of course you have. Um, <laughs> so, a lot, obviously, there's a lot to talk about. I don't know why I'm shouting, so let me just calm down. So, there's a lot to talk about this week. Let's just start with the news um, and looking ahead to the Six Nations. So, the game between France and Scotland um, awaits a Wednesday decision because they've had yeah. more positive tests. Not looking good for the French, is it? No, it's not. Looking good, is it? There's, uh, I think, is it another five player t- plus tested positive? I think, is it? Yeah, there's about 11, 11, 11 in the whole sort of squad and setup, isolating from what I read. But, um, yeah, yeah it's not looking positive because it's uh, the tests are, are this week, as far as I know, aren't they? Earlier in the week, so it's uh, getting a bit close to um, getting a game bit time. Close to the mark, isn't it? So, at the moment. They've got Olivon, Bryce Dulan, um I can't say these French names, Roman Tawafanua, uh, Peter, right. Peter Makavaka. <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. <laughs> anyway, these lads are the new lads that have tested positive on Monday. Um, and Dupont. Dupont as well, yeah. So the other guy. Being the key one, that's. Uh... Yeah, that's a massive one. So Dupont, um, Vincent, uh, Marchard, um, Villiers. Howarth, um, they're already the ones that tested positive. So's Gautier and Savat. I reckon this could be called off, mate. Scotland given the win. France's grand slam's over. It's, I just can't see what else it can, what they're going to do. It's looking ever more uh, likely that's probably going to be the way, isn't it? Um, whether they can, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you, you don't know exactly how, how they sort of manage these things, but whether they can sort of draft in players prove they're fine and and sort of scratch a, a squad and a team together that way um don't know mate or and the, the other thing is that i don't know if it's confirmed about the five point win or whether it might be a, a postponed fixture because i did read someone was suggesting that potentially it's going to be postponed if it's can't go ahead this weekend because uh, uh, there's a, like another fallow week is there where they could play it yeah there i think there is isn't there yeah so um Ah, okay. okay. So that could be their saving grace, even if they can't play this weekend. Yeah, that could that could. We will find out tomorrow. Mate. We will find out, and that definitely could be a saving grace. Though that'd be that'd yeah, be quite quite an interesting one. Um. So okay, let's just. There's no, not much point in dwelling on that. That's the sort of situation we're not going to find out until tomorrow. Um. So let's just move that, park that, move to the side. So uh, obviously, you know, I get all my information from the BBC. BBC website for sport. I'm not sure if it's the most. Yeah. Um, you, but... you keep plugging them, mate. Are you, are you sponsored oh. by them or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> there's an interesting read that says COVID lockdown up to 10,000 fans could return to stadiums mid May. Fantastic. That'd be good. Yeah. Okay. Um, Have, I haven't read that one, but yeah, that's definitely good. So Chris, Chris Jones, it's basically it, the headline, the tagline reads Lions Home Tour. The possibility of a home British and Irish Lions tour has moved a step closer after Boris Johnson's announcement that we could uh, be that there could be capacity crowds in English stadiums in late June. Are we still saying no, no, don't do it, don't have a home fixture, or are we thinking <laughs> why not? For the, for the Lions, yeah. Well, when this sort of first uh, cropped up, we. We went through that in the pod, didn't we? I think I—I I don't think my views changed. Like gut, no, gut feeling, in, instant reaction is don't don't like it. Um, but on the other hand, I think I said at the time, but there's there's a part of me that just thinks at the moment, actually, if there's any way of getting rugby going ahead, considering how much we've missed and how much of a, a year everyone's had with everything, isn't it? It's um, you know, any rugby's better than no rugby. So if it's a case of 
personally, anyway, I think if it's a case of either the only option of it going ahead is to play it over here, um, otherwise potentially cancelling it, not not going ahead at all, that sort of thing, then um, I, th I think I would be not I don't know if comfortable is the right word, yeah. but um, do you know what I mean? You'd be, um, yeah, you'd be considering it as an option. Yeah, just 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 literally that, just just to see just to see the rugby going ahead rather than cancelling yeah, it. But not obviously that anybody's yeah. going to be kind of wavered by your thoughts. Well, I'd be surprised if they're not. To be honest, our, our pod is. Uh... <laughs> mate, we're getting there. We're up to like we're starting to up. influence, mate. Starting yeah, to influence. We're, we're back up to like ten ten listeners now, including my mum. Ten double figures. Uh, double I know. Figures. It's fantastic. <laughs> but it, it, interesting, it does sort of say in this article is understood the Lions have approached the UK government about underwriting the Lions' liability, which is thought to be an important part of the process. So we shall see. Apparently, they're going to make a decision mm. in uh, an official announcement in March. So that will be um, that will be. It's gone back then because it was it was meant to be February, wasn't it? But... It was, it was. So that makes me. But think yeah, they are thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if, I mean, if it, if they're considering the the UK thing, obviously with everything that's now uh, been announced in general with the the sort of COVID coming out of lockdown and, and the plan and everything, then uh, there's a lot to a lot to consider there, isn't it? So uh, absolutely. So we we we, we should see, but. Wait with bated breath to see what happens, I guess. Yeah. C carry on waiting. Carry on waiting. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, let, well, do we want to just, as soon as we're sort of, I don't know, we're not talking about... What are you on? News? News still, is I it? I was or? on news. No, no, no. I'm going to, I want to bypass news now. I've had enough of news. Let's go... No, Lil, I, I think the only thing I was going to bring up on news... Ooh, go on then. If you, were, if you weren't going to bring it up is um, just, just because the guy deserves a mention because what of a legend he is in the game, but... Uh, Mr. Dan Carter was announcing his retirement this week. Oh, so I just okay. thought that was worth a mention um, as we do a little bit on news each week, isn't it? Because he's uh, yeah, no, no, that's, literally that's... a legend of the game, isn't he? Literally, he is a phenomenal player, a fantastic All Black, um, and he will sorely be missed from rugby without doubt. I mean, what's your, what's your favourite memory of Dan Carter then? Because I'll tell you mine in a minute. You tell it tell in a minute? You, yeah, you, you go then. Oh, I, I really enjoyed when he got clotheslined by Andy Goode, but hey, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking, mate. He, I, I mean, he's a, you know, is he as good as Johnny Wilkinson? That's the question. I think he, oh, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to comment. Is he better than Johnny? Uh, you can comment. Why can I comment and not you comment? <laughs> I, I, I think uh, probably, I think, and an, I think Johnny Wilkinson is a fantastic fly half and without question, one of the greatest that's ever played, but I do think Dan Carter just edges him. Johnny Wilkinson would always be in my fantasy team, but overall, I think Carter just edges edges Johnny. Yeah, I think uh, it probably depends on how you how you assess it, isn't it? I think if you just look at achievements in your career, then Dan Carter's leading the way there, isn't he? I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's got three three World Cups for starters, isn't he? Is it three World Cups or two World three. Cups? I think. Yeah. He's got all, but, those, um, all those games for Canterbury, all the championships for Canterbury, all the tri-nations exactly, yeah. for New Zealand. And then yeah. obviously, you know, Johnny's obviously got, I think, what, one premiership title with Newcastle, three European championships with Toulon, one World Cup. Yeah, Carter got two top 14s, I think, in France, didn't he? And... Oh, with, did he? With Racing? Yeah, he, uh, he won with Racing and one with, um, oh, who was he with before that, briefly? can't remember. Gone, it's gone blank in my head now, but I think Perpignan. he was with another club. Was it Perpignan? Yeah. Did they get a title? I think he got top. Pretty, pretty sure he did, mate. Yeah, overall achievements, I think, and 
probably just longevity of career as well. But no, I, I mean, I, I uh, Wilco has always got to be a favourite because he's English and he and he won the World Cup for us with that final kick, didn't he? So that's uh, that's his 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 automatic getting card into a <laughs> absolutely uh, a World Fifteen or whatever choice. But no, I think personally, I think as an all round player, um, Carter just edges it for me. But, yeah. But yeah, just a. I mean, he's he's very similar in the way that he's an ultimate professional and a really good guy, and you know, sim- similar to Wilco in that way, isn't he? So yeah, uh, no, so I it's, agree. It's good, agree. good to have people like that in the ge- in the game at the top. Isn't it? Yeah, and uh, I think I think, also, I think also the number of kind of ex professionals and current professionals that paid respect to him, you know, following his announcement, just kind says of says it all, doesn't you it? Know, just does yeah. show all that he's a fantastic guy and a fantastic player, and will be sorely missed from the game, no doubt. Exactly, exactly. No, I like it, mate. You took you took control of the podcast then. You know, you kind of did a little <laughs> bit of the old switcheroo and, uh, yeah, no, it's good. Might That's right. I won't do it again, mate. No, don't, don't ever do it you, again. You'll have a word after, won't you? Yeah, I will. <laughs> um, so, no, I won't, mate. Let's go, let's go to the Gallagher Premiership. Friday night, ah, oh, Bath. Bath versus Gloucester. Um, and what was the start of the weekend's red card-a-thon? as I might call it. I don't know. Maybe we can come up with a different name. So, <laughs> freaking up, mate. I mean, so, two, obviously this game was one of our um, bonus content. I did a little commentary going along last uh, last Friday yep. night to this game. Did you listen? I, I couldn't make it, sadly. No, you couldn't. But did you listen to, to my efforts? What did I, you think? I did. I thought, yeah, I thought actually um, you did a very good review. Um, pre- pretty much summed up how the game went and same similar feelings to me. My, my feelings are probably a little bit stronger than the way you worded it. You worded a lot politely, politer than I would have. But um, yeah, no, very good, mate. I, I enjoyed, oh, enjoyed you your, little, your little round very up. So I mean, overall, I've, go on. Yeah, just, uh, it was, I, I watched, I did watch a bit of the game, but um, yeah, it got sort of disrupted. And as you do with, uh, childcare sometimes and, and the rest of it as we've discussed previously but um yeah so i caught glimpses of it and, and watched the highlights since as well but um yeah i mean overall it's a pretty rubbish game wasn't it a red red card certainly had an impact oh, on the game see, uh i think this is where we're going to disagree mate because I, I didn't think the the red cards certainly the first one for ruskin i didn't think it had that much of an impact on gloucester in a negative way. I thought it was a more positive way in that it kind of galvanised them as a unit, as a 14-man team, and they were yeah. hammering Bath. The ba- you know, Bath were not in that but first half. No, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that, but it still has an impact I'm on sorry. the game, doesn't it? That's... <laughs> I, I mean, I, I agree, actually. I, I think that that's... It, but it still has an impact, but the what what actually happened with the first red card is um, Gloucester seemed to even uh, sort of Take, take more of a stranglehold of the game, didn't they? More control in the game, which is uh, with only 14 men. Um, yeah. I mean, ov- overall, they, they performed pretty well, actually, for Gloucester so far. It's probably one of their best performances, if not their best performance of the season. But, and, yeah, but Bath, and Bath didn't uh, perform okay. well, um, is, is the overall take I, I got from the game. But um, on reflection, um, the positive that I'm taking from it is that we managed to grind out a win. Um which is the most important thing, isn't it? However yeah. crap the performance is, however crap the game is and whatever goes on in the game, we got that final kick that got us the four points, isn't it? So um, Yeah, I mean, Priestland, fair play, balls of steel on that one. He, he lit, I mean, it was at that point where he's kicking, it was literally blowing a hooey and it was raining and, you know, it was a... It was exactly, a yeah, it was horrendous, horrendous conditions and 
like I think I said to you at the time, he's earned, earned his money with that kick, hasn't he? That, yeah. <laughs> that, that one, one kick, kick sort of thing. But that, yeah, um, I mean, it, there's, he gets a lot of criticism about not being this uh, uh, running 10 up at the game line, getting the back line going, all that sort of player. But actually, to be fair to the guy, what he is strong at is... Um, he's a solid player. Not Yeah, not necessarily all the time, but he's he's proven it over the last season to two seasons with Bath that he's, yeah, he, he is actually pretty consistent with A, goal kicking and his, uh, his sort of tactical uh, hand kicking as well. So, um, yeah. yeah. And uh, is there anyone else in that squad who could have could have got that kick to win the game under that sort of uh, those conditions and that pressure that's a probably a big question mark isn't it so agree i'd agree i mean i just just kind of going back to the red cards ruskins i have no problem with that that was a red he led with his his arm caught the guy in the face fair enough um the williams one i think as well you know obviously we've got to talk about it because it's it's the big talking power of the whole weekend i i think again with williams one I don't think that's an issue. I think he, he, you know, I know it was a bit of a two-man tackle. And then the question is, where do bodies go when two people collide into one person? But it's just a case of hitting lower, surely. It's just, it's just rubbish, isn't it? It's, it's just it, it, seeing seeing red cards in games is is just crap. I think it's just it just it's the disruption it has on the game, um, as in the outcome of the game. And, and like you say, it's not necessarily. In the old days, you used to say like a, what, a, a yellow simbin should be two scores or whatever. It's it's it just it doesn't seem to be like that anymore because defenses are tighter and um, all that sort of thing, isn't it? But um, but it does have an impact. Like like saying that although if you go back, you know, focusing on this one, Bath and Gloucester, I think the first red card and similar, I think to the Wales Scotland game over in the Six Nations. Um, although in theory a red card should be the ascendancy to the team that's still got fifteen players, I think. If you're not on a good run and your confidence isn't great as a team and that sort of thing, it actually adds additional mental pressure, which is which can be more of a negative than a positive. Because in in both circumstances, you're up against 14 men, and you know, does it start coming into the mind then, Christ, if we don't win this one against 14 men, then you know, especially for the likes of Hooper and the coaches and whatever, isn't it? That's, it's never going to be a good <laughs> a good yeah. thing, is it? But, no, I agree. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's rubbish. All the red cards. It's I mean, it's just I think I think when the high tackle laws were amended, we had a similar thing where it was just the, the refs were just focusing on the you know literally the letter of the law, which is what they got to do, isn't it? But um, there was just until the players adapted to it, um, there were a lot of red cards in quick succession, weren't they? So yeah, I think definitely. I agree with you. I think I think it's probably either there's got to be an amendment in the laws to have a bit of. Um, a bit more sort of leeway as in you know rugby collisions or rugby collisions what's intent and, and that sort of thing but that's that's a hard call for any referee isn't it um yeah a, a lot well a lot of them are aren't they intent. no yeah, and, definitely, and, definitely. and that comes down to personal opinion sometimes as well doesn't it for the referee yeah, and, but, and, um, and, and i think that's that that will show like you know as we, as we kind of go on through the rest of the games the different kind of referees and different styles and their different opinions on what what warrants a red card yeah um, yeah so, I mean, yeah, I, I, for a bat. Go on, well, the crux is any any contact with a head is 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 a straight red, isn't it? So, absolutely. Like like you say, um, for for a lot, not all of them that have happened recently, but a lot of them, it is just a case of players are just going to have to start training and to be technically going lower than they are, isn't it? Because in the tackles, yeah, 
Absolutely. Okay, mate, let's, um, let's leave Bath. I mean, I know you're happy with the Bath win, but it wasn't the great. And I, I, I did get a little Win's a win. Win's a win. Win's a win, but I have to say, I was a little bit frustrated with how Bath celebrated at the end. It was literally like they won the World Cup or something. I mean, come on. Have a little bit of humble, humbleness. You might, you I, might did, I didn't. One. I didn't actually. I didn't actually see that. To be fair, mate. Ah, but fair play. I, yeah, it, was, it was. It was a big. It was a big win after that because I, I fully expected them to lose that the way Gloucester were. Oh, you, were you expect but... to lose each week? No, during the game, you. Uh, well, mate. <laughs> I nearly right, beat myself yeah. out then, mate. <laughs> yeah, beat yourself out. It's good. Um, okay, so let's let's move on to Saturday. Harlequins at home to sale. Um, hang on a second. Let's just go back. Didn't we both predict a bath win? Uh. We did. What? Bath, Gloucester. Win. Did you did you back Bath? I think Seems I did. Unusual. I, def- <laughs> I definitely put them on my accumulators because I won on my accumulator this weekend. So you know, oh great, better than last week, um, then, mate. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think the next game, you said a sale victory, and I said a Quinn's victory, and lo and behold, Quinn yeah. came out on top, twenty four twelve. And I think I don't. I don't know if you noticed, though. I, I predicted in our pod uh, a sale win, but then I put. About four or five Harlequins players in my fantasy side, I don't know. I did notice that, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and during this game, I actually got, I, to be fair, I got to watch a lot of rugby this weekend. Harlequins beat Yeah, haven't you? Yeah. I have. I pretty much watched every single game somehow. I don't know how. Um, and I think during the Harlequins game, I sent out a tweet saying, Harlequins um, title contenders changed my mind. Nobody, unfortunately, replied. So it was just. <laughs> it was, Everyone agrees then. Everyone agrees. <laughs> Everybody must agree. Um, so, but they look so good. Yeah, they looked so good. I mean, it's it's amazing. I don't know what that. Obviously, what the hell's gone on with with Gustard and, but you know, Danny Care is like playing some some fantastic rugby. Uh, Marcus Smith obviously is just why he's not in the England team. You know, people talk about Joe Simmons not being in there. Why is Marcus Smith not in there? Joe Merchant scored two fantastic tries. Harlequins just looked bloody good. You know, Joe Marley was running around smashing people. The the pack seemed to have like this nasty nastiness about them. You know, this um, flanker White, he was really good. Um, I just thought they looked bloody brilliant. Can't disagree, mate. Can't disagree. They're uh, they they found somehow found uh, just a complete new level, hasn't they? I think uh, you'd, you'd you'd kind of fully expect um, a bit of a sort of shock reaction when a coach goes. Like we discussed at the time, maybe a game or two where they're on a, a bit of a high for whatever reason. If it's a, if it's a if it's like a positive thing in the club or the squad or whatever, but um, they've kept it going and they're going almost to to, to new levels each week, isn't it? So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you're calling it now, I would definitely say they're top four contenders as it stands right now, isn't it? So it's just uh, yeah. the only question is whether they can keep this uh, this going for the remainder of the season, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and and obviously Alex Anderson as well. You know, you talk about the spike when somebody new comes in. Sale won two games in a row, but now yeah. they've lost two games in a row. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Just re- it's just really interesting that, uh, you know, see what's kind of going on. Just how so, well I, they're I, doing. Because yeah, I, I think Sale will... There is no... Go on. I think Sale will still be top four contenders. It's um, Sanderson or... I mean, they're just the squad they've got there, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. They're, they're going to be there or thereabouts, aren't they? But uh, um, And they're more of a... Just the, the nature of that, that squad is more of a or at least sort of traditionally what you know of them over the last couple of seasons, more of a sort of dog it out type squad than, than, and get, get sort of a bit of consistency in your, in your uh, results than Harlequins, aren't they? But, um, yeah. but no, Harlequin, that just, 
yeah, they're, they're playing some un- unbelievable. Like you say, Marcus Smith is just, he really is at the top of his game now and he's, uh, he's taken yeah. it to another level again, but it's almost like he's been yeah. sort of released, free free to go, go, go out and play, isn't it, since want. Gustard's gone? Yeah. yeah, but. yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's move on to the next game, the Exeter Chiefs game. Now, I, I think we both tipped um, Chiefs to win. Yeah. And obviously they lost 13-12 to Saints at home, which is not a normal kind of thing. No. Um, and I actually cashed out because I saw that Chiefs were winning and I think I took uh, losing and I took like a, I don't know, I think I came out with like eight quid on top. Did you see any of the highlights? Because I watched the game and to be fair, it was, it was a boring game in terms of it was just dogged, you know, pack, you know, aggression, um, you know, cancel each other out kind of scenario um, but Northampton just kind of looked like they did to Exeter what Exeter to do Exeter to Exeter do to other teams it was it was yeah. that kind of brute force forward dominated um, you know kind of defence came out on top really I mean Exeter Chiefs scored two tries to one and obviously we'll talk about what happened at the end but I just, Exeter seemed to be off the boil and I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now yeah well they yeah, I, I agree. They are. They're um, they're certainly nowhere near their best. But actually, I mean, some some people just start or start get shouting out straight away when you get a couple of defeats or whatever. Or they're, they're not title winners this season, all that. But actually, if you look at the last few seasons, that Chiefs have either won or ended up in the final um, at the come the end of the season, then uh, they, they've had a they've had a run of bad games it's, I think every team goes through it you can't I think we've said before it's pretty much impossible to go the whole season on yeah. flying form isn't it but um, oh yeah and and they are severely depleted although they've got one of the deepest strongest squads in the league they are um, severely depleted by internationals and injuries at the moment so but that tied in with um, just being in a bit of a bad run of form um, means that they are get picking up a couple of losses but um they did seem since the two-week break seemed to be i thought slightly improved on on what they were going into that two-week break it looked like the rest did them well but this game again it, it wasn't a particularly particularly good game the conditions were i don't know what's going on with the pitch down at sandy park but it was horrendous conditions wasn't it it's was like proper old school yeah it's nice to see from that point of view but proper old school yeah, purist rugby wasn't it but yeah, the pitch the pitch did look really rough, and and yeah, I think I saw a few comments on Twitter about it. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah I, I, I agree I, with you. The um, I mean, it was a power forwards brute brute force type game, and and Saints came out on top, which is uh, is the main concern for Chiefs, isn't it? Absolutely, but obviously, how the Saints uh, how the Saints came out on top? Obviously, they were behind. Chiefs were behind. Skinner scores. Sa- uh, Joe Simmons got a kick right at the end to to take the victory. And obviously the Saints guys have run up because Simmons is supposed to have moved uh, and the referee's given the fact that they've blocked the kick. Yeah. What, what did you think? Well, my, I, 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 d- I did actually see, I did actually see that. Um, I watched the end of the game and my instant reaction was um, in favour of Simmons rather than the, the Saints players. Um, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not um, trying to be a sort of, or, trying to say that in any way think that I'm a an expert on the rules of the game or anything like that but um my understanding is any any sort of footstep movement is is considered as the start of your approach um and I think he did take a step but on the flip side to that I think part of his uh, uh sort of build up to all kicks his sort of routine um there's a, a bit of a movement in there and there's several players that do 
have that and have had that. I mean, Dan Bigger being one, isn't it? He's Dan, Dan Bigger being the worst. He does a little macarena. Yeah, where he kicks a ball. John, Johnny Wilkinson back in the day used to do foot shovels, didn't he? So maybe yeah. maybe there needs a bit more clarity on the on the rules there. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I personally, I think with with that game, that particular incidents, and the fact that that kick essentially was to win the game, um, I think probably the referee should have gone back to the TMO just to be sure. A he did a, a movement that is valid for um, beginning the kick chase and B, to check that they didn't uh, cross the line and, and, and start the kick chase uh, before that. Early. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I haven't studied the footage to, to know whether that is the case or not, but um, I think I think that probably should have been done. But Yeah, and obviously they were shouting as well. He, he started, he started. You can't be shouting. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's true. That um, you're, you're not allowed to shout at all, are you? So he he could have no, he could have no. within his right said that's a reset kick because you're shouting, isn't it? But, but I think I think what we've got to kind of also look at is the fact that Rob Baxter's comments after the game absolutely he is just a top bloke, and he was literally saying, "Look, we had 78 minutes to win that game, and we didn't." Yeah, that's as simple as that. Yeah, and that's great. That, that is what you want in rugby, isn't it? There's no no bitching and moaning. And I think Simmons' re- reaction was the same, wasn't he? Obviously, he wasn't happy about it, but he yeah. just okay shook hands with the players, and that was it, wasn't it? But pro- probably yeah. go out, go back and headbutt the locker when he gets back in the changing room. But um, <laughs> but um, oh, I don't know, mate. You probably have to have a HIA then. <laughs> but, no, yeah, I, I totally agree. You, I know you, if you're moaning about the last kick of the game or the last decision, referee decision, whatever, then. Um, do, do you deserve to win that game? Isn't it? It should have been should have been exactly. put to bed before, really, shouldn't it? But... Yeah, and that, and that's where Bax is just total class, in my opinion. Yeah, he is. He's top guy, top guy, yeah, top, top guy. Anyway, let's let's move on. Leicester, boom, Tigers, top four coming up, boys. <laughs> top 27, four, top four. <laughs> 27 to eight victory against Wasps at Welford Road. I called it. Did you see any of this game? Because I watched the entire game. And Leicester, as far as I'm concerned, are champions. They, they are, are ch- double. They're going to be in Europe and everything. <laughs> they're going to win the lot, mate. Are they in the? Are they they're in the, the? Are they in the Champions Cup? No, no. But they're going to win it anyway, even though they're not in it. Yeah, exactly. They're going to win the World um, Cup. Brilliant. Did you Did you see the game? They mate, they were really good. The the pack were fantastic, and obviously we had another incident of we were actually three red cards in this game. I've got no T- problem. Typical Tigers. They're all Tigers, please. No, two, two to one. <laughs> Jasper Wise is one. No, no issues with that. That's definitely a red card. Um, uh, what's the other lad? Liebenberg. Keep Lieben- no, Kieran Brooks is one. No, leave that. Leave the Liebenberg one till the end because I'm not so sure about that one. Kieran Brooks is one again. Double tackle, arms going into the head. You know, there's, it's just again like we said earlier on. It's really difficult, but rules is rules. He hit his head. Yep. Um, and the Liebenberg one. I was a bit surprised it was a red, if I'm honest, because I thought old um, Josh Bassett was, he was obviously flying, he was really high, Lievenberg didn't look like he actually took him out of the air, he kind of looked like he braced himself to be hit by the guy, so, you know, I was just a bit, and I know, I know Bassett kind of fell, well, he put his hands out first and then, you know, to brace his fall, but I just kind of thought it was a bit Maybe a bit harsh on Liebenberg. I just, I don't know. What did you think? Didn't watch it, mate. Fair enough. You, are, <laughs> you asked me that at the beginning. I didn't answer, but no, I, I didn't see anything of it, mate. But um, yeah, crack, cracking result, cracking result. Well, well done, Tigers. So that, that, not, no you're not going to be top four, but well done. No comments on red cards, mate. I haven't seen it. So, I mean, uh, oh, other, fair. other than 
three red cards in, in a game is a pr- bit of a joke. But <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. And Tigers for top four, that's what you're saying, yeah? Tigers won't be top four, no. But okay. we'll we should put a little wager on um, it on record, shouldn't we? But... Go on then, eyebrows. What's that? Put your eyebrows on it. Put my eyebrows on <laughs> Are you confident no. for that? Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, so, um, and the final game of Saturday was Worcester Warriors against the Falcons, which obviously was uh, a cancelled game due to COVID. So um, we don't obviously need to talk about that. Worcester will get the four, yep. Newcastle will get the two. And then the London Irish game against Bristol. Again, I got to watch this. Oh, you bugger. I didn't I see it, mate. I didn't half. see it, but what a game, wasn't it? Well, yeah, the first half, I was like, well, this is over and done with. The kids were starting to be a pain in the bum a little bit, and I thought I'd better go and kind of entertain them. Um, so I didn't watch the second half, but when I left it, obviously Bristol were, were kicking ass, and I was like, well, it's done and dusted. Um, and then I kind of, you know, checked on the score later on and saw it was 34 all. I was like, oh, what the hell's going on? Well, that, I th- I mean, actually, just on predictions, I think we, we went either way on that, so it draws, it draws a good show, isn't it? But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that, I'm, I'm disappointed. I missed that one in particular because that that must have been a cracking game to watch. But um, I did. I I, yeah. I sort of looked over the the sort the if I don't get to watch or or do uh, even highlights. Sometimes I'll, I'll look over the uh, uh, the match points and and uh, review of the game sort of thing, the overview commentary or whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, the only thing I I noticed and might have had an influence might have been a potentially a bit of a unusual error tactical error by pat lamb is he, he took off um quite a few of the big big guns fairly early on around the 50 minute mark didn't he um yeah which uh looking at the strength of the irish bent it was almost the opposite he took off all his experience and irish brought on a load of experience so it's uh well yeah you got you got to look at it they brought on nick phipps scored a try um they brought on augustine creevy yep Argentine international massively experienced hooker. Yeah. They brought on Ollie Hoskins, probably one of the best prop young props going around. And they brought on Sean O'Brien. Yeah. Irish international Leinster legend, British and Irish Lions. You it's not a bad bench, is it? It's think, not a bad bench. No, I think I think Pat Lamb bless him, he did make a bit of a mistake because, you know, like you say, at fifty seven minutes he took Peter Tower off. Yep. Um, you know, he brought Thomas off on uh, 54 Capon at 67 John Afoa 41 so literally come out played one minute for the second half and took him off yeah they were two on 59 minutes so yeah I mean some some, yeah. some of them you don't know um, you know conditioning and stuff like that I mean Luatua's, um I think that's his first game back from injury wasn't it so that could be a genuine yeah. a genuine uh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's had his time today sort of thing but um, yeah it, it was just a number of uh, Sort of their more certainly likes Piertau and that big big names and experienced guys going off fairly early in the game, isn't it? And it's uh, coincides with an Irish comeback. So would would it have happened anyway? You never know, will you? But <laughs> no, of course not. Uh, but also interesting again, three yellow cards in that game. Three yellow cards, which is interesting. Three yellow cards, two for Bristol, one for London Irish. No reds though. No reds. That's disappointing. Just three yellows. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. Um, okay, so let's. I think that rounds up this week um, in terms of games played. Let's just look ahead to next week's fixtures. Yep. Um, so Friday the twenty sixth, we have Sale Chiefs at Sale. Yeah. Stop. I think Sale take that one, mate. Yeah. At home, I think they're going to be gunning for a big victory, get them back on track. Chiefs aren't playing well. They'll be without their internationals because obviously there's Six Nations on at the weekend. 
I'd say say or take that. That's a hard fixture for Chiefs away. Um, I agree is what you're going to say. Yeah, it is. I was, I was trying to think of a reason to back Exeter. <laughs> other, other than uh, my, my heart, other than my heart wanting one. them to win it. But I, I, I do think... What do you mean? You support Bath. Yeah, but Exeter's the local side, isn't it? They're, they're my number two team. They're my number... I support Whoa. Chiefs. I support Chiefs every game of the season apart from two. <laughs> what? Bath home and away. Yeah, that's it. But um, no, uh, yeah, I, I, I would like to... I would like to bat Chiefs, but um, I didn't do very well in the predictions this week, so I'm going to go with my head and say I agree. It's going to be it's going to be a I think it could be a bit of a bit of a bosh, bit of a big battle. But Sale Sale I think are going to come out on top, and also they've they've rested quite a few, especially in the backs um, uh, key key guys over the last couple of weeks. So I think potentially they've been targeting yeah. this one for bringing everyone back fully fully fit so uh, fully yeah and ready to go. so yeah I, I think yeah I agree say on okay. mate to sum up I agree okay, okay, okay. <laughs> fair enough um, and then on Saturday my Leicester Tigers go to Bristol well there's only one winner there Tigers Tigers yeah I agree I agree oh you as well you... no I'm Are going Bristol okay? mate Bristol no I'm going yeah, Bristol going Tigers, Bristol, Bristol, Bristol Bristol yeah Really? Okay. All right. I, I, yeah, okay. Um, Harlequins are away at Falcons now. Falcons Quins. have played for two weeks, so we're Quins. well rested. Quins are on fire, but it is away at Newcastle. Quins. I think Newcastle are winner, but I'm going Quins. No, I'm going <laughs> Quins as well. Uh, London Irish at Wasps. I am Ooh. going Irish. I don't think Wasps no, they are well at all. they aren't. Uh, and, and and they're seriously depleted, and Tigers literally dominated them in the forwards. Yeah, it's a big show, Irish away at Wasp, but um, I'm going to go with you on that one, mate, Irish. Mm-hmm. Good decision. Gloucester at Gloucester. I'm, I'm going to go Gloucester, because they have been so close, none more so than against Bath last week, of getting a win, but not quite got it. So I think it's got it's got a break at some point, so I'm going Gloucester. I think I will agree with you on that one. Um, but I also take into account the fact that Worcester haven't played. No, I'm going to go Gloucester. I think I think you're right. I think Gloucester are, are, have turned the corner a little bit and although they're not winning the games, um, I think... The, prob- the, problem, the problem they've got, and so that, that... Gloucester, is uh, it's, the, it's the losing mentality, isn't it? Now? And, and if, if, it's, if Worcester stay in it and it's tight close to the end, then... Gloucester going to be start thinking oh it's just going yeah. the same as the last that comes into the the mental side of it isn't it but um now I hope, I'd like to I'd like to Absolutely see them I'd like no, to see them get a win to be honest because they in all honesty I'm a Bath fan but they probably deserved the win last week so uh, they can have it against Worcester instead <laughs> okay fair enough and probably the um the game of the weekend on the Sunday Bath uh go to the Saints there's only one Bath, winner yeah there, Bath mate, oh you agree Saints. Bath yeah Bath what? No, Bath. Uh, no, no, Saints. Bath, Bath right. So, Robert yeah, we're screwed, mate. Bayless has just been they, brought into the Scotland team, and he's yeah, the one, one of their the one, best players. Well, the, what, yeah, one of the most positive. Uh, yeah, sort of standing up even through the dark times of recent weeks. Um, and he's he's off as well. And Bart, Jamie Bar, uh, Barty's gone as well, yeah, isn't he, to Fal- Scotland? <coughs> Jamie Barty, yeah, he's gone. Fallatow yep. will go to Wales. Saints don't lose anybody. No, I think they've lost. They've their scrum has been called up instead of Randall, hasn't he? 
Oh yeah, and they're obviously bigger. Sorry, that's a bit of a stupid thing to say. Yeah, but they've got yeah, um, bigger. But Furbank played fly off last week anyway. And yeah, and then Melander's um, back or coming coming back to fitness, and yeah, and they've got good, Grayson good as well if he's fit, isn't he? So, um, yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry, mate. Yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm back in Bath um, because it's Bath, but uh, it's going to be enough. a tough ask. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Okay, so Six Nations predictions: Italy, Ireland on the Saturday. Italy. I'm going to go. <laughs> really? No, I think it'll be. I think I don't think it'll be a massive. Oh, hang on. What the? F- I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. No, it's going to be Ireland. Ireland are going to pump them. I don't think they will. I don't think they will Ireland will... pump them, pump them. They might, it might be sort of 20-odd points difference, but um, I, I think they'll leak a couple, Ireland. and But, yeah, it's going to be an Ireland win, isn't it? But um, I don't think it's going to be like a 50-pointer, I think, personally. But but you never know. Sexton's back, I think, isn't he? And Murray, you don't. As, far, as far as I know. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, OK. Um, England... England yeah. at Wales. Are they play- They're not playing at Principality, are they? They're playing. At no, Spain. I think it's Principality, isn't it? They're playing. At- I think so. Oh, is it? Okay, got that wrong. Then. Oh no, you're right. It is Principality. So what we say, England victory? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be honest. If it's you know, if it's similar team selection, similar style of play, similar performance, then I'm very, very underconfident. But I'm obviously going to back England, but it's going to be it's going to be a tough, tough, tough day for them. I think Wales are going to be a they're up for it, and b they're um, well they know how to disrupt England probably better than anyone, don't they? In the pack, have a go and rile us up and the rest of it. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a tough day, mate. It's going to be a tough day, but we yeah. can't see us uh, dominating in any way. So I'll be very pleased if we do. But the way the way things have been going, I can't see yeah, it. No, I agree. But a win's a win if you get a win. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm obviously gonna back England, mate. It's yeah, but I think it's gonna be tough. Definitely gonna be tough. Um, and then obviously, if the France Scotland game goes ahead, I'm backing Scotland. Are you? Yeah, I don't think I don't think I think they'll beat France. France, you know, realistically, half the team's gone. If the game does go ahead, then you know. I could see France beating Scotland. They're going to. They haven't weren't trained very well together, you know, because there've been so many injuries and stuff. Ice, Not injuries, Jesus. isolating so and many stuff. So COVID-related yeah. things. Yeah, I just, I just think Scotland will do it. Yeah. Well, I, uh, no, well, I, I, I can very much see that happening. Um, but I, if it goes ahead, I, I, I personally would still back France because it, mainly because it is in France. I think if it was. In Murrayfield, um, I'd probably be going for Scotland, but um, just the fact that it's a home fixture, that although they've got guys out in disruption, you know the guys that step in are not going to be <laughs> not going to be B B players, are they? They're still superb talent. So uh, um, no, oh yeah, yeah. You you, just, you go back to the autumn international, you know the autumn's the autumn games, don't you? Where obviously France put out their second string and, and exactly yeah first and Dupont's so, out but the, the, the you know just you know, number nine for example the amount of talent they've got there I think you've got to get down to maybe number four or five choice before you're looking at someone like Morgan Parra and <laughs> look at the the experience and calibre of him yeah and he's still pretty he's walking he's to pretty our pretty side decent, yeah so no, okay yeah well, I don't know about yeah no he probably would uh, okay mate well let's just let's not talk about are you sure you you're sure you don't want to or should we just say, say same as last week no <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's well. Uh, like I said last week, I obviously sacrificed quite a few players 
and points in the hope that the following weeks will give me a different breed of players and maybe improve. Better start working soon, mate. You're nearly 400 points behind now. Yes, I know. (laughs) I know. I have noticed. Don't worry. Okay, mate. Well, listen, we'll we'll leave it there for this week. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Um, And we will no doubt catch up next week and talk more ruggers. uh, Sweet. Thanks for having me again, mate. Always a pleasure. See you next week. Take care and we'll see you soon. Cheers. And that brings us to the end of episode 21. Thank you very much for downloading and listening to us give our views on Ruggers. Um, we'll obviously be back again next week. Um, checking in on the uh, latest round of the Six Nations, the Gallagher Premiership um, and the ladies game, obviously. Um, it just leaves me to say once again, thank you to iSpy Surveys for sponsoring this podcast. It's really appreciated. And if you haven't already gone out and checked them out, please do. They are a specialist survey and inspection company based in Exeter, Devon. So if you do need anything serviced, then they are the people to go to. Uh, we're obviously available on all kind of platforms such as Anchor, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And as I've said many times before, we are on you not YouTube. We are on YouTube, but we're also on Twitter uh, at Top Two Inches RP. So go over there, give us a follow, subscribe to our kind of Twitter account, ask questions, leave comments, let us know what you're thinking. Are we any good? Are we rubbish? We don't mind. We're happy to have uh, a listen to people and what they think of us, whether it's good or bad. Uh, we'll be again. Uh, we'll be here again, rather, next week. So uh, yeah, we'll catch you then. Bye for now.